0: When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want random passers by looking in on you. So, why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider, like Comcast or Verizon, knows every single website you visit? Every single one. And what's worse, they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants and your wife, who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet so that your online activity cannot be seen by anyone. Go to ExpressVPN.com right now. ExpressVPN.com. Uh, use my code Spike911. Uh, ExpressVPN.com forward slash Spike911. You're going to get a free uh, extra three months. That's right. Three free months. ExpressVPN forward slash Spike911. Let's start the show. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, Wednesday, Spike's Car Radio. How are you guys doing here with Zuckerman? We're by ourselves, no guests today. It's just the two of us chatting to you guys. We've left an entire couch open for you, the listener, with three seats, um, and you're going to have a front row uh, experience to the insanity here in Los Angeles. Um, it's getting a little tricky. It's getting a little harder to do these shows. Uh, one in five people has COVID or something like that. I guess one in five tested, Zuckerman. It, I feel like I have
1: it right now. It's
0: at it's at my uh, front doorstep. Um, uh, one of my neighbors got it. It, it. You know, here's this is kind of interesting, you know, without mentioning the person's name. He's a friend of ours, but... Uh, I was with this uh, guy having coffee uh, a couple days in a row, um, uh, New Year's Eve and maybe the day before. Um, went to Bill's, uh, stood outside. We wore our masks and we were we were separated. Um, but shortly after, he called up and said he 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 had it right, and it sends a real chill through your uh, system, you go, God, and now, and I had my 10-year-old with me, and now, you know, we we all hunkered down, we all got tested, and we've since been cleared because we were outside and wearing masks and and the rest of it, but, you know, your mind really starts to spin like, God, did I give it to him? Did he get it? Right? But that iPhone tracking thing, do you have that on your, you have a... a, I have an Android. I'm not part of your hegemonistic world of Apple. They have, but I think in your phone, too, they have this tracing app that tells you, and I activated mine, that if you're near someone who has this, who then tests positive, your phone will alert you that you've been exposed. Okay? Well, I got alerted by my friend, but the next day, I got that alert. And it said, on this day, at this time you were exposed to someone. Holy shit. It really worked well. I was actually really encouraged by this. And, it, you know, had I not been told by this guy, I would have been like, okay, I'm not going to go in any stores. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay away from you, Zuckerman. And I'll go get the test and make sure I'm cleared. Um, I was, quite you know, it, it was a—it was an example of being tracked by a, a tech giant and the state that I did not mind. and And what I found most interesting about it, is I you know as I've said before, I'm the guy in my house that does the grocery shopping now. I'm the one mixing with everybody and walking around. And I thought for sure I would just be getting pinged left and right, like produce and vegetables, <laughs> just every time I'm around people. If it's like you know one at five, one at ten, Californians or Los Angeles residents have it. I thought it would be pinging all over the place that I'm getting exposed constantly, but no, it's it's quite nuanced and it, and, and it knew that I spent. The required amount of time near this person isn't that isn't that kind of cool? Uh, no why don't you why
1: wouldn't you want something okay, like it's not it's good in this context it's otherwise scary but now that you're talking about it I have some it's I, I feel like I have allergies it's been very windy the past couple of days yeah, and yeah. now I'm beginning to think just talking to you and listening to you that I've got it. Well, <laughs> isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> that's what I mean, yeah, yes, it does. and that's yeah, what. Yeah. And, that's, and, and I know that you say this is going this app relieves you of no, it st-
0: doesn't. I just found that it worked well. I, it doesn't relieve me of any anxiety. I think a healthy amount of fear about this thing keeps you alive. Um, Hi, but God. I liked knowing that one of the mechanisms uh, worked well, right? Now I've one of the bigger mechanisms doesn't work. That testing we've all been doing at the VA they say it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So that's been kind of a false like uh, reassurance. And I've since moved on to brain swabs. Which, what about this? What about the
1: news that only something like two hundred thousand people have had both of their inoculations so far in yeah. this country? Yeah, that's an alarming statistic. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And I did lose two friends. Over the holidays. You did? Yeah.
0: Yep. How old were they? What were the circumstances?
1: Well, you know, my longtime valet parker, Jose...
0: Uh, I'm pointing to the Spikes Car Radio yes, guy 87 911 shirt
1: yeah. that I'm wearing. Is this the guy... Yes, my valet parker, the guy who was there for, for when the wheel man, the meth man, <laughs> stole <laughs> the silver 911. Wow. He passed. That's Jose sad. passed. Oh, his, man. and And he was... In his 50s, he did have really? diabetes um, right, yeah and, but it's very sad and then I lost another friend by the name of Cass uh, and then another friend of ours uh, you you've met Calicoat. he he got it but he seems to have pulled through yeah which, yeah, which yeah. frightened me because he's been paralyzed for many years.
0: Yeah, no, that's where we're at here in Los Angeles. It's it's right at our front door. It's, you know, I keep hearing the stories of I went, a, went, went on a walk with so-and-so, and the next day she tested positive. Like, you really, you know, we're all really hunkered down here. To that point, Zuckerman, I've stopped going to the uh, Cars and Coffee. This is the second weekend in a row I have not gone there. Um, the state shut down most of the parking lots. Bill had it open, and Jay was there, I think, this morning with Matt Farah, but uh I'm I'm just going to take a couple weeks off until this number of daily cases goes down cuz right now it's always it's between 15 and 20,000 and I, and we're overloaded. I just don't want to be a burden on a hospital. I don't want to be a statistic Zuckerman.
1: It's like that it's like that horrible Ingmar Bergman movie The Seventh Seal yes. where you play chess with the, with death. Yes. That's what I feel like we're doing right now. We're playing chess with death in a very boring
0: movie yeah and and there's a disconnect you know because it's so beautiful out (laughs) it's so fucking beautiful i mean the last three days like if you you don't live in la some of you do but we had terrible smog in december and no one's quite sure why when less fewer people were driving why the old school uh, smog was back it was pink it was just horrible and then we had a torrential downpour where I was out in the street fighting the flash flooding to stop the water from coming into my garage at home. And then from that moment on, and it washed all of the soot out of the air, we've had these days where the ocean is just glistening, and it's been 72 to 75, and like another one today, just sunny and bright. And you walk out, and you're like, it's spring, and, you're so, and you forget that at the same time, there's We're a deadly dying. plague. But... You know, I, uh, I wanted you to drive the Lotus. Lotus wanted you to drive the Lotus, so I dropped that off. I picked up the 82 911 Zuckerman, the Targa I just pulled in it. But I got in that car a moment ago. I was a little depressed this morning as I communicated to you. I don't know why. It just hit me this morning. But I got out, out of the driveway and I was looking at the paint on the 82 Targa, that blue, is it Minerva blue? What, what blue is sky it? Sky blue metallic, sky my friend. Sky blue metallic, reflecting the color, same color of the sky, listening it to worked. the Beatles. And suddenly, you know, and it, and it happened to me when I pulled it out of this hangar, too. This could be the best 9-11 that we own. And I, we have- I'm, I'm laughing. Yesterday,
1: similarly, the Silver 87, the three yes. <laughs> two. These cars are very much similar. Again, one of the they are some of the lesser cars yes. that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, and they are some of the better cars. Yes, they absolutely. I was thinking as I drove the 87 yesterday. God, I should be driving this car yeah, every day. No, I know. The only the last thing that we need to fix on that car Uh-oh. is the floor mat. What, oh, the way it shifts around? Yeah, I think there's a little clip. It's, there's supposed to be a
0: clip that's broken, and we need to get that fixed. You I know don't... who could do that? Who could do that? TLG Auto. This is an ad, Will. Give them some music. They're an independent Porsche service restoration shop located in Northern California. Uh, Northern Hollywood, sorry. <laughs> North Hollywood, California. <laughs> Family owned and operated by Marco Girosi since Marco. 1978, now in a second generation. This is perfect for him, right? Right, because he just
1: fixed things like this in the 73RS. He did. And he's got my 92RS, and he's fixing that little front spoiler that looks like a frown because uh, because it got bumped. Right. And so he's fixing that. He could fix this.
0: He's interested in building long-term relationships. He has one with us. Yes, I'm uncomfortable saying well, that. Yeah, what else? I mean, other than his wife. He's got personalized service. You know, here's what I like about Marco. He gets the job done and... He's gonna pick your car up for you and drop it back up. Best part. That's the best part, because I had I had a lot of stuff go wrong, and when you have a guy who can send someone to pick a car up, fix it, and drop it back off, it alleviates the anxiety in Who's me. got time for it? Nobody has time for it, Marco. I know you're listening. You're gonna you're gonna fix the mats in the eighty-seven for us. Until I bet you in- Marco has a fix for this where he would just come over and fix it here, yes, rather than us having to deliver the car over there because this is a little one. I don't know what. He, what do you think he's going to do to it? What would he do to affix it to the floor? I think there's a clip that's broken. I think it's oh, supposed to clip in the back to the,
1: to, on the back of this thing. It's supposed to clip. It's got a little hump, a curved hump, yes, right? Yes, yeah, but yeah. I that, think there's that, that, a little clip, and I think that that was the one thing that our, our messy Wheelman, it did to it? He kind of he kind of crumpled up the mat. No, that his was kind of, that was happening. That was happening. Nah, I'm going to blame it on him.
0: Yeah, or I can blame it on you, but I'd rather blame it on him. It's insane that that guy is still alive. And our well, valet last guy. I saw him, he was
1: still alive. I haven't seen
0: him. Anyway, he could well be dead. Uh, Marco's website is tlgauto.com. tlgauto.com. Go there. Thank you, Marco. And Marco, well, you're listening. Tell
1: the tow guy he should wear a mask. Tell who? The tow guy. He doesn't wear a mask. Well, I didn't see him with a mask. I'm not saying he's an anti-masker. I'm saying that <clears throat> that he was he didn't have his mask on.
0: I told you I went I probably into, it from him. I I went into the El Pollo Loco, and there were uh, three uh, gentlemen there without masks, and I turned around. I yeah. had a fun time going into this really like uh, bad. little what do they call little shopping molly things what do they call mini mall mini mall not mini mall the little yeah food court food court whatever it is the kids wanted fish and chips and i'm like where am i going to get that and i went to this really horrible fish and chips place um and and met quite a selection of humanity in my uh let's just say my wife's bmw really stood out in this uh parking lot and uh I had fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay. And I, I started getting crazy. Like, I'm going to order food from all these places. I'm But the t- number of people... <laughs> Here's the thing that was going on there. <laughs> this was a... Uh, there was a, a huge homeless population occupying all the stores. <laughs> so that's why nobody had masks. <laughs> and they kept scaring me out of the places I wanted to go into.
1: <laughs> that is scary. Yesterday, <laughs> uh, yesterday, I was in Baldwin Hills. And I went... I wanted to make... Chips and salsa, guacamole, Ooh. salsa, all sorts of things for my son. We were together. Uh, and so I went into the Superior Market, Superior Grocery Store. And that's that uh, – you've probably never been in one, Ferriston. It's a, <clears throat> a lower-end supermarket. Well, I've
0: been in the bodegas
1: in, in New what? York and okay. those types of places. This is a big supermarket, and I have to tell you – there, were, there was a mass of humanity there, yes, and these are the kind of people, the families with two shopping carts filled with food wow. for their giant families, and I, I'm used to shopping at Bristol Farms, right? This little kind of hoity-toity market that's in, in my yes. neighborhood in West Hollywood, and so I got my stuff. I got all of my things. And there was really no social distancing there. I may have caught COVID yesterday there. I'm worried about it. Nevertheless, the point of the story is- Did you is have I, your mask on? Yes, I did. But still, I, I told you I have a little stuffy nose today, and I'm convinced I have COVID. Oh, great. Yeah. Look at <laughs> you. See? And, and anyway- I'm backing up right now. And, I, and I'm going to 10 he, feet. He's going to 10 feet. And so, <laughs> listen though, I, I, I put all my stuff up. I took out two twenties to pay for this because I'm used to Bristol Farms. And the lady said to me, that'll be $4.37. It's greatest. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, holy shit, food really is
0: cheap. I just no, insist it's on paying. Not. Food is cheap, but the stores around us, us are, are grinding us. Grinding us. You know, Trader Joe's, uh, you know, it's funny. When I first moved here, I had this really old landlord who worked in the... Uh, uh, the OSS is it the predecessor to, to the, the CIA, CIA Mr. Correct. Ben Potts he was a great ben guy Potts. Ben Potts not his real name no that was his real name are you sure yeah yeah and he owned Gary Cooper's uh, uh, house in and near uh, Runyon Canyon huh and then LA was empty. and he goes and there was a little sign in the front yard that said rent it for 2500 dollars and I was like holy shit I'm gonna love LA that's what I'm paying for my little apartment in New York and uh, and I lived there for the Seinfeld years right and ben uh there are two funny things about ben he's like well what do you do and i go well i'm a writer and he goes well you know it's a tough business you know and i could tell he was worried as the landlord like (laughs) and i go well you know he couldn't he didn't really understand that i had ben working in new york but he was right i was completely unemployed i i cut ties with letterman moved there and just said i'm gonna live here get a car and a dog i really wanted a car and And i really wanted a dog and those two things and some beach driving and uh About a week in, I was living at the Chateau Marmont, I got hired on Seinfeld, (laughs) which blew Ben Potts' mind. He goes, I can't believe that you've gone from nothing to the number one show on television. I'm so impressed with you. And I'm like, well, Ben, it's not, I couldn't, he was an older guy. He just, I couldn't wrap his head around that I was somewhat established and new. Anyway, he would talk about, he'd call and come by and and I really love this guy. He was such a great guy. He would he he'd say uh, he'd call me, he'd go, Hey, do you go to Trader Joe's? Do you know what Trader Joe's is? He goes, They have the best he would best peanut butter ever. Just call he would call me like once every couple of months to tell me they have the best Give peanut butter. Give you
1: intel. <laughs> Mr. Ben Potts of the OSS giving you
0: Intel. Oh, he was great. And he and he, and then he'd say, uh, how's the house? And I go, The house is amazing. I love living here. Do you need anything? He goes, Well, there's no garage. He goes, I'm gonna build you a garage. And then he built this giant two car garage at the end of the upper driveway. What an amazing guy this was. Now I'm with him on the tr- uh, Trader Joe's peanut butter. I've been doing the shopping like I started off saying when I never have done this stuff before. <laughs> and Wait. I, Jack and I are really into peanut butter for protein shakes. And boy, was Ben Potts right. Not ben- only the best peanut butter, but like you say, you walk out of there with a shopping cart full of groceries and they go 60 bucks, not 300 bucks like Whole Foods. And you get your food. Jeff Bezos. Do you think Ben Potts is still alive? I know he's not. He died. He died a while back. Um, his family's still there. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so many. It's such an interesting guy. I, it was just such fun years in L.A. at that time. Because there had just been an earthquake a few years before. The place was empty. And you could pretty much buy and do whatever you wanted. Do you realize wanted. that there was probably in 94... There, I don't think
1: there was a Whole Foods. There was an Erewhon market from, and there of was a Mrs. Gooches, and then there was Chalet Gourmet on Sunset. The which Chalet is, Gourmet, right. right? That was the place we at used Carl's to go. Carl's
0: Market on Doheny, right? And Bristol Farms was Chasins. Yeah, you'd see Warren Zevon at the Chalet Gourmet ordering the steak, and you know that was about it. I can't remember if there were... No, there's Rock and Roll Ralphs. Yes. There's a beautiful Ralphs there now, but the Rock and right. Roll Ralphs... Was really something. That was great. Lots of humanity, lots of rock and roll, lots of craziness. I, do you remember, and I would sit in my house and hear it, uh, at night in Runyon Canyon, uh, people would go up there with their guns and take target practice. I don't remember, and that. I remember, and I would hear it, and I go, "What the hell is that?" And they'd say, "Oh, that's just gang members up there using their guns and and doing some target practice." Yeah. And I would go, "Like, oh my god, I, what?" I went into Rock and Roll Ralphs
1: once. It must have been the mid to late '80s. It was about midnight, and yes. I saw this guy, my coworker, mincing through the the Ralphs in his. In his short shorts and high heels, with his makeup on, and boy, was it a surprise for the two of us! He, <laughs> and we never talked about it. You never, you never spoke about it. We know, of course, that. What was not? I going to say to the guy? I saw you in drag. <laughs> I, I, we just pretended. Neither of us ever saw each other there. It never happened. He Does was he still a- work for you? He, would, he didn't work for me. We worked together. We were both law clerks, and he had a sequin top
0: and short shorts and high heels and makeup. And it <laughs> that was... That was, you know, the, that was the last bit of anonymity we all had before everybody had a phone. You really could still kind of get away with stuff and, you know, mob, as you will, and uh, enjoy yourself without really having to worry. But it was also much... I mean, I, I remember having a shotgun pointed at me right at Hollywood and Highland from a car. Just I was in my Cougar XR7 convertible, <laughs> and some gang members pulled up next to me and called me uh, some sort of gay slur. And I went, oh, yeah, that's me, Mr. Gay Guy in a Cougar XR7. And I was like, ha, 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 I'm so gay because of this beautiful car. And they... Couldn't believe that I was laughing at them, and then I looked at the guy in the back window, and there was a sawed-up shotgun just leveled at me, sitting right on the glass, and I went, (laughs) and took off through the red light, and they chased, they chased Zuckerman. And I took that quick ride off Franklin, and they thankfully kept going because I had no plan. <laughs> I had no plan. And I'll tell you what, a Cougar XR7 from 1968 does not take turns well. No, and does not And that Toyota handle. Corolla they had was going to catch me. <laughs> it, was, it was a wild time in L.A., right? You, you could have a gun leveled at you at any point. Right before I moved from that house on Franklin... Um, I remember sitting and watching TV uh, with my fiance, now wife, Erica, and right outside, right where you're sitting, there was a glass window, a beautiful little glass window. It was a a, a, a craftsman-style house, Mm -hmm. California classic house, and, and I just saw a muzzle flash right outside the window, boom, boom, like that. I went to the window, boom, 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 somebody killed somebody in a car, like right there, and then took off. Or not? I, I don't know what happened, but I know someone was shooting an automatic uh, or like a Glock or something in a car. It was wild. Those were the days. And I turn to Erica on the couch. He goes, and I go, "It's time to move. <laughs> we got to go a little more west. It's getting a little nutty." You know, uh, fun times though. When I think about it, remember remember the story of the guy running out at midnight. I'm coming home from Seinfeld. Cop comes, uh, well, just a man comes out of my driveway and points his revolver right at me. And then goes, oh, sorry, cop, I chased a hooker into your yard. <laughs> he's, doing okay. you, he's doing you a favor. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, good times. We're happy to be with you guys. Um, I want to talk about that Ducati Panigale V2 for a moment, Zuckerman. Oh, wait, before we do that, you took off in the Lotus yes. this morning, right? Even though we didn't go to Cars and Coffee, you went to have coffee with Mois. I was accused of being a Moise by many listeners because uh, as I was dropping food off for my neighbor who uh, uh, can't leave the house because he's got COVID right now, he has a really steep driveway. And I remember scraping, but I never looked. And I came the next morning to drop that Lotus uh, of tea off for you doing about 100 on right. the 405 and then got it to the hangar here and looked down and the chin spoiler or the piece of rubber was completely detached from the car a la Mois. i was Mois in that you situation molded. um your guys next door what are they uh euro spares no super performance super performance uh you know it screws in and out luckily it wasn't damaged just uh, they you, fixed it Yeah. Well, I called Lotus, and they said, it's got screws. You just put it in, or you can just tear it out. And I said, I don't want to tear it out. You should have torn it out. But they lent me a screwdriver. I couldn't. The more I turned it, the more the screws went in. It was bizarre. And then, you know, you can't get under there. So I just asked them to reattach it. They did it right there for us. You drove the car. But thank you, Superformance. And this morning, you got into it. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Okay. Let me start with the high points. Okay. There were moments in my drive to Malibu and back where I had moments of perfection. There were some moments on PCH where I was all alone, and it was fantastic. And there were some moments when I was on the freeway where I knifed traffic so (laughs) <laughs> Effing hard, I just knifed through the smallest points with the best roar, right? Uh, and
0: and I just, I, I really was liquefy everybody. Now I want to stop you right there, because I noticed I was driving like that in this car too. now Knife- is a perfect way of putting it. I was knifing traffic. Is it because? What I suspect is not just the speed but the smallness of well, the vehicle. Of course, yes because
1: I saw in between the the number 2 and 3 lanes. I was in the number 3 lane and okay. there was what would to everybody appear to be no room, but to me in that car, <laughs> to me in that car I sh- I saw eight perfect angle of attack and I did I attacked that angle I knifed right through it I'm sure this these people hated me uh for doing what I did and it was fantastic and, and I knifed it so hard that one of the a Dodge Hemi boy got so excited I saw him st- you know flare up because those guys their blood gets up easier they yeah, were yeah, yeah. They, he was after me and that was great and so it, it, it really there are moments in that car that are perfect. For me, they're too far and few in between. And what, what's left over for me in between those moments of perfection is frustration. Why? Why do you get frustrated? It, it, the, the visibility kills <clears throat> me. The lack of visibility really
0: Kills me in that car, but it, you you do have uh, you can't see the little throttle body moving. Doesn't that, that yes, that's a, <laughs> When you look in the rear view mirror, I don't know if you recognize what I was doing. I on know Instagram. exactly what you're talking. That about. was kind of fun. You see, yes, you see the linkage to the gas pedal. Yeah, uh, you, you see, are in a little space capsule where you can't see behind you, and that, yeah, that's a little it's bit worse. Of an issue. It's like it takes everything that I I dislike
1: about Ferraris and multiplies it. Right uh, there's. The A pillar feels so close to my my left eye peripheral vision. the The roof of the car is feels like I'm looking. It it, it impacts my vision. I feel like I'm looking through a machine gun pillbox front wise. There's some nice mirror to this side. Which you have to adjust constantly depending upon driving conditions. And in the back those frickin' louvers. And for a second I really enjoyed seeing the throttle cable pulling, and then I realized <coughs> that, that that was just a cheap trick to try to buy me off oh, of Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I I like how, that. Did you like the wait, do you like the little miles per hour in the center slot in between the two yeah, gauges? I
0: do. Of course you do. That I love bothered that. me too. So well, it's it's a, it's a slightly irrelevant st- thing to pay attention to and you you see it it's right there. It's, eh, it's, it's not right there. So, uh I
1: don't know. If if I could tear the top off of the car, if if that was an open car, yes, if that was an open car,
0: I th- it would be much better. <clears throat> I I'm not going to disagree with you on any of that stuff other than all of the things you mention I like. Exactly. <laughs> and, and here's, you know, and it's such a funny car. Well, first of all, and I think we said it last week this iteration, this latest version, I feel is the best version. And a lot of that had to do with just simply giving me some sound and a radio and some access to data on my phone, which I've said a million goddamn times. It's not important just to me. It's important to everybody. When I did Car Matchmaker, one of the things I learned about people buying new cars is connectivity happens to be right up there in the top three of things that they want. And then it's other stupid options you wouldn't even think of, like sunroofs and the rest (laughs) of it and cup holders. But connectivity is quite important to me. Because I don't want to be thinking about my phone in the car, but I, I need my information. I need ways. I need to roll calls. I need to be able to speak my texts. I want to be able to do that stuff easily so I can enjoy the drive, right? So that, that little addition in the, the little stereo that they put in there improved it for me. The, the speed and the sound of this car is Fantastic. less Toyota. Soundy. Right? Not at it. all. Yeah, it does. It. it's hard to hear the Toyota in it. There's right? no Toyota in it. Right, and you hear this, <clears throat> this high-pitched whine. The visibility is quirk. It's, it's not good. I don't know how you get around that because there's a big fat engine in there, and the louvers, I think, make the car look cool. And, and the exterior styling of the car yes. in this color yes. is wonderful, and the world really likes it. Here's, what, here's why I'm going to uh, fall on the, the big pro side of this car. Because I think when you get into the the Cayman GT4 versus this car uh, conversation, this is – I'm not sure that, that, that I'd have to pick between two of them. But this is a good alternate car in that you've got a discount exotic car the number of people who thought this was a Ferrari, the, the number of cars that we're driving these days, Zuckerman, that are getting so gigantic and mm, here you true. are in a tiny car that goes fast with a manual a gearbox. A knife. Right. And it's you're right. You know, It's got some issues. The key, the backup camera hooked up to the crappy radio, you can't see what's going on. So that is important to pay attention to because you can't see behind you. When you back up, you need to be able to that see. That camera is it's like 1990s
1: it's, quality.
0: I suspect the camera is fine. I suspect it's the little Alpine whatever radio know, they it jumped into
1: really, it. It's really it's real grainy
0: pixelated. Yeah, it's Sputnik. <laughs> we've got yeah. some we've got some footage of Sputnik. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah, 1960s era video quality. What? But again it Point. It's telling me these guys are getting closer and closer to doing something truly As amazing. at life. I
1: said there were moments of perfection, and not every right. car has moments of perfection. Right. Right. Very few cars yeah, have yeah. moments of perfection. This car had moments of perfection. Yeah, the key's stupid, and the fact that the starter button. They know is that on, though. They the, know that the starter button's on the left. The key's on the right. Stupid. Okay, we're we're done with the stupid of that. It's you can you can get used to it. I, if if it was listen if if that. You can't was Get used to it. You can't get used if, to it. If Look, it was,
0: when Tesla is letting you get into a car and knows that you're ready to drive and you don't yeah. have to do anything, think of how many degrees yeah. away from that yes, this, this car is. is yes, this yeah, is yeah.
1: back to nine nine three drive block. It's dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will tell you what though, one thing I really agree with Magnus. I wish it had a thousand more RPM. I hit yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hit the rev limiter a couple of times yes. just when it was getting good. Yes, and it should
0: have gone to eight thousand instead of seven thousand. Yes, I agree. I don't disagree with that. And that's what I mean. These guys are gonna one of these days these guys are gonna roll something really wild out of that little shop because you can see where this is going. They're they're improving, they're getting better. And I like companies that well, do that. They right? should they should know. My knife attack on the 10
1: freeway was was one of the best best
0: <laughs> one of the best jobs ever that was a,
1: that was a very big high point
0: i've dealt with my uh a uh, 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 huge increase in the amount of uh, flip-offs and things in brentwood in this car <laughs> I couldn't understand why in the beginning, why people were flashing me in it, But I think it's what you were saying. Yes, I was I'm zipping zip, too much.
1: You're you're zipping between cars that are a quarter car length apart. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, it's like so being I'm comfortable on a racetrack. With that. They're not comfortable with it. That's the problem. I know exactly what I'm doing. <clears throat>
0: They just don't know that. Speaking about comfortable, you comfortable in the new year? Well, uh, let's try and start it off right. It's time to save some extra cash. And if saving extra cash is on your mind, you want to go to Policy Genius to reshop your home and auto insurance rates. You can save up to $1,055 per year with help. Uh, from their licensed experts think about what you can do with the money you save you can invest it buy a tv put it in the savings account buy a lotus whatever you want the possibilities are endless here's how it works first go to policygenius.com answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property then policy genius does the rest they compare rates from over 30 top insurers progressive to nationwide to find the lowest quotes you hear what we're saying folks you don't have to ask your friends anymore. What They're going to do it for you. You get 30 different rates. Their licensed experts will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies together. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll get you switched for. How about that? They also have a five-star rating over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. If you're a homeowner, make 2021 the year you save up to $1,055 by simply reshopping your home and auto insurance at PolicyGenius.com. Go there right now, PolicyGenius.com. Welcome. uh, When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. PolicyGenius, you know what we liked about them, Zuckerman? Stop music now, Will. (laughs) I had an idea for Policy Genius. I, I you know, As you know, some of the guys at Policy Genius are fans of this show and reach out to us all the time. We could not be more happy that they're there uh, supporting us and listening. Um, but I was thinking you are in a unique position being a personal injury attorney with a personal injury firm to talk about insurance, home and auto insurance. Like, like There is a world, and maybe let's try one right now. All right. I hate to put you on the spot, but there is a world where we could do real insurance stories from Zuckerman. <laughs> yeah. And forget the farmers. <laughs> you know, forget that they, they handle stuff. I'm going to tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. What?
1: You know how farmers says we cover it. It's happened. Yeah. Right? yeah, like, yeah.
0: But, I, but you hear what I'm saying about this idea, yeah. though, right? Yes. You could come on and tell stories about real cases. Right. And, and then I could say that's why genius. you need <laughs> policy genius. And so you want to try it. one. I'm going to give you one. Okay, good. Give me give Did us a real know, story from the world of home and auto. Did you know
1: that your homeowner's insurance, which you need, yes. will cover you for improper Self-defense of home. It's one of the few coverages you have for shooting somebody. And I'm going to give you an example. <laughs> improper, I, Wait, improper self-defense? Yes, yes. You you botch it up. Okay. In other words, you're trying to defend your property and
0: you botch it up. And you my, shoot somebody in the back or something.
1: Well, yes. In my particular case, okay. I had a client.
0: This is a real he, story. Yes.
1: He lived on a property that had two identical houses on it. And he spent a day, I believe, having some libations. And he came home late at night, was dropped <laughs> off by a cab, and tried to get into his house, but it was the wrong house. And he was, and he was banging on the door, and, and the guy on the other side, instead of saying, go away, or calling the police, he went out back to, his, to where he had his gun safe, came back, loaded the gun, and shot through the door, <laughs> and shot... <laughs> This guy in the
0: stomach. Zuckerman's like trying not to laugh. Well, it's just like, think of all the things you could have done in that time. Right. Besides going to a So this is a go, guy, he's knocking on the door. Let at, me
1: in. Because he's at the wrong house, because he's not right. And, okay, okay. And... And so,
0: and the guy, the, the scared little. What guy, kind of gun did he get? I. Or he, what kind of gun did the did the? Was it a handgun? Was it a shotgun? It was like, a handgun, and he just fires willy nilly
1: through the door, through the door into my client's stomach, which then got him to stop knocking on the door. <laughs> of course, he realized at that point he he was not going to get in that house, and that house is more well defended than our capital. Right, and 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 then. And then they had to take him to the hospital. They had to pull all his, his guts out and make sure that he oh. wasn't going to die. And, and so he survived. He did survive. And the position of the insurance company was that he should. He was intoxicated. Yes, that does it. Yes, that's why you call nine one one if someone's oh, if your neighbor is intoxicated and he's knocking on your door. Your first thought is not to go get a gun and shoot him through the door. Yes, but I got. I learned in the insurance policy that there was in cover, There was coverage for improper self-defense, and we we were able to recover money for my client. And, the guy, and so. the guy who shot him
0: was covered. He was covered. That's why you need policy genius. (laughs) As we laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So you can shoot strangers in the stomach. Oh, man. As long as
1: you believe
0: that you're defending your home. Tell the story about the gravestone. That's one of my favorite ones. This is a good policy genius story. Real stories from the world of insurance. Right? Wasn't it a a husband and
1: wife? Husband and wife went to mourn the passing of a loved one. (laughs) Look at him laughing. Like he's telling a joke. Like Henny, Youngman. And, Henny <laughs> Youngman. and and they were they were saying, giving their condolences. They were they were mourning at the graveside and the husband leaned up against the very large tombstone which then fell over <laughs> onto the wife and squashed her oh my god yes they're supposed to be anchor ferriston you're supposed to be able to sob on the on the headstone on the monument without it falling over and squashing so, somebody so
0: they're they're paying their respects and the husband leans on the stone and kills his wife too she didn't
1: die she, she just got squished
0: oh my god policy genius <laughs> she we just laughed. got squished so <laughs> wow that's a, these are, you know, it reminds me of that Six Feet Under show. Do you remember Six Feet Under? The, every, every show started with a death, and it was always novel and interesting and different. Or sometimes it was normal. Sometimes it was a guy getting a heart attack. But, boy, that's not one that, uh, that you'd expect. You, yes, and that's the fun part of my job, Ferris. You never know. You, <laughs> you never have know seen what? it all. You, yes, I've seen it all. Wow. Policy genius. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that. I'm going to pitch that to them. Did a dog just walk in here? What's that jingling? I'm already feeling better, Zuckerman. I'm glad we're doing I mean, a show today. I'm making you happy. Huh? I'm making you, you know, happy. Has nothing, yeah, by saying I think I have COVID. Um, <clears throat> what else do I want to talk about? Uh, Ferris, do you have a favorite utensil? Do I have a favorite utensil? Yes. You mean eating utensils? Yes. Or kitchen implement. I enjoy a good wooden spoon. Really, I, I would say for, I, for for beating people or for what? No, I like operating it. You're asking me what I like to use. I like a a good wooden spoon. I like I don't like the big fork. I like the second size down. Okay, I enjoy a good teaspoon. I think the tablespoons a little too much, as is the little sugar spoon. I think it doesn't really help. I, you know what. You've obviously thought about this, and not I, not until this moment. No, no, but I I
1: appreciate. Why do you it. bring it up? Well, I'm going to tell you why because we have fans. Yeah, Jack and Genevieve, and when I was, <laughs> what, what, what's going on right now? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now because I told him I told him I would say something nice about them. I happen to be taking pictures and putting it on Instagram story of weird kitchen objects and utensils okay. I saw in Mexico, and. One of our listeners reached out and said, those things look like the spoons I make. I looked at his webpage, (laughs) and I said, I was like, you do make spoons. I said, make me some sporks, because the spork happens to be my favorite kitchen. Yes, I like a good spork. You like a good spork. And so he is now making us sporks
0: spikes car radio sporks
1: yes and and he's making the <laughs> is product is this the that,
0: big product we're going to break out with
1: yes because everyone likes a good spork and i said i want small ones the big ones i want whimsical ones <laughs> i want dr <laughs> susie ones i want one time sporks i want two times so you're going to segue Three. out of the law into to, sports into, into and not even and i'm not even going to make them i'm just going to hawk them and i said make sure also that you have, like, a little string, so maybe I can hang one off my belt, you know, either as a weapon we or in should. case I get Do you want to be, like,
0: Flex Seal guy? You want to get some uh, TV time and go out and do a Flex Seal-like ad for Sporks? Why not? And then we I can get, be into that. We can
1: get our makers. Our,
0: huh? our, we can get Jack and Genevieve
1: to uh, help us. But we
0: need to come up with some sort of visual... Like, you know, Flex Seal guy, he saws a boat in half and then puts it back together. Well, I've got want- my
1: spork hanging off my belt and I'm walking by and I
0: see some people with some good food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just. Yeah.
0: So you're going to just eat strangers' food? Why not? With your spork. Exactly. We would sell exactly two of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's the utensil nobody needs but and the conversation likes. nobody wants. Exactly. <laughs> How about a Ducati Panigale V2? I think that's more relevant. I've got a list of things that uh, that I haven't talked about. Um, and Ducati sent me in a long line of motorcycles, the Panigale V2 2021, which I, uh, you know, I've I've had so many motorcycles at this point, Zuckerman. This is 155 uh, horsepower, uh, 388 pounds. It's a 955 uh, cc twin cylinder super quadro engine. Um, it was a beautiful livery of white with red wheels very santa clausy and uh you know here's what i've learned Zuckman. when i can't ride these bikes this bike is great this is really great bike and it's super light and super easy and the power comes on right and it's it's a wonderful thing for for uh, uh people under 30 <laughs> I can't. I, just was, can't, I was jamming in it and I was loving it and it, you know, it's everything I love about Ducati, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the way it rides, the balance, the blah, 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 blah. But I, at, at 56 now, I can't, my body can't take it and I, and I, and I, I can't sit up and enjoy the scenery for a minute. I'm always in Tron position and for me, you know. That means I'm going to take chances. I'm splitting mm-hmm. lanes like mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm flying mm-hmm. down. I'm, I'm getting a Bills in five minutes hyperspeed. It is an exceptional bike mm-hmm. um, that I, I think I would have been happy taking it out in the track and it, giving it a shot there because uh, it's a, it's an amazing motorcycle. It really, you know, I bet it performs outperforms everybody on the uh, road and on the track at the same time. Like, if you wanted that GT3 but even more of a road bike, I'd say this is uh, your bike. But it, what I'm learning is there's such a deep field of amazing motorcycles right now. You know, uh, Aprilia is next. I'm going to do a run of Aprilia's. And I know <clears throat> I've been exactly right in tr- in not buying more than one motorcycle, right? Because, uh, and it was Jerry that talked about this. He goes, if I start buying motorcycles, I'm not going to stop. And I've And I've definitely ridden four or five bikes right now that I want. Um, you know, again, something like this would be one of them. It's like, there's no end to the great, the things that they're make. The motorcycle world is on fire right now with great products. Right. Right. Of all of the motorcycles, what would be, you've driven so many lately, which would be the one with your first buy? Ducati it? Street Fighter, V4S, um... And then I would – I think I'm getting a BMW – I think it's the S1000R, which is their naked bike, more of an upright riding position with the RR uh, engine. I think I've got that right. I may not have that right. But it's it's, it's just about getting everything that's great about this bike, including the Panigale V2, getting all of that great engineering and speed and tech but changing the riding position – and giving up uh, a little bit of airflow, you know, and right. so you're more comfortable when the power comes on. That's that's what I've learned. I've liked, and what's most interesting about it, Zuckerman, is I started off going, I don't understand naked bikes. Why would you want to be upright and not down and not have any, you know, uh, a windshield to stop the air from hitting you? I don't get it. And I, now I understand the evolution perfectly, and I'm, you know, I'm there. Naked bikes. Naked bikes are where they're at. That's what I want. And I want them from my favorite brands, Ducati, BMW. Uh, I'll bet Aprilia has something that I'm going to like there too. There nice. You, go. you know, there's a little uh, little speech there. This is uh, funny, Zuckerman. Uh, Tom McParland over at uh, Jalopnik had a funny little observation about Porsche uh, smoking packages. (laughs) 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 And uh, I'll just read you what he wrote because it really made me laugh. I think it's pretty safe to say that in 2021, smoking cigarettes is no longer an admirable habit. Shoppers almost always want a car that has not been smoked in, never smoked in. You see that, right? So it probably doesn't make a lot of sense that one of the most admired luxury car brands in the world continues to market a smoker package. I have been noticing this and let it go right by, and he is so right. In the grand scheme of silly things, car makers do. This is a minor nitpick, but in the past few months, I've had quite a few conversations with buyers of new and pre-owned Porsches who came across a car with a smoker package, and their initial reaction was, I don't want that. I honestly isn't I, that you know, funny.
1: I don't think I've seen anyone in a nine eleven smoking in the longest time. Fair Who is doing
0: you that? You rarely <laughs> see anyone smoking
1: anymore. Anyway, yeah, yeah. They use those other vile things with, uh, to to smoke, not cigarettes. Whatever those things are, vape
0: pens. I've let that option go by so many times and not really paid attention to it, but it is such an obsolete option that. It totally makes sense that if you're going to try to sell this car after a few years, you might have a little bit of a problem because it says to the next guy, I'm a smoker. And and, and a smoker is not going to be trusted. I never smoked in here. Yeah, right. right.
1: Bullshit. Do you remember the cars we'd have in the 70s and 80s with how many cigarette lighters were in them? Yeah, yeah. The Cadillacs had two in the back. The Maybe even three. Some yeah. of these cars had f- at least four, at least four cigarette lighters. Did you them. ever smoke in your cars? Years, in, over 20 years ago. Sure, when I smoked. Yeah, yeah. I Actually, I quit smoking on my 40th birthday. Up until then, I smoked in my
0: cars. Wow, I can see that. Yeah. That would have been a Zuckerman I would have liked to have met. Oh, I was filthy, a yeah, disgusting filthy. human. And you know what? I owe the world a big
1: apology, I'm going <laughs> to admit to what something. What are you now? <laughs> I'm still disgusting, but I'm not throwing cigarettes out the window. I'm horrified and I, and I, and I try to make a difference now because I wrecked the world. I threw those cigarettes out the window and not in your car. of course, why would I want them in my car? yeah, like yeah. every other disgusting smoker Yes. right so so yes, they throw the butts out places really bad, terrible, terrible thing I did,
0: Ferriston, among other terrible things Wow, what was that? No idea somebody else sent me uh, an interesting another interesting article Zuckerman that uh, Haggerty that wrote uh, John Wiley the Wiley report does the color of your car really impact its value and it was about yes. it was about Porsche colors and what colors sell more uh, and what color does a color affect the value of your car Um The first clear conclusion is that color indeed correlates to differences in value. Across Porsche models, we saw swings of nearly $3,000 above or below average based on shade. With yellow cars tending to earn the most and green tending to earn the least. Interesting. I think this is deeply flawed data, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I would agree because uh, to me that would be exactly flipped. No, I, you know, I, I've tried to go through this article and make sense of it. Okay, he's got a little chart here, which I'll show. Well, I'm you. I'm going to tell you something. My, my, go ahead. Yellow cars just don't get driven. I'm going to tell you something. Nobody buys yellow cars, and I agree. But, <clears throat> I'm trying to, you know, maybe John can shed some light on how he arrived at these numbers, but. Which color Porsches sell for more? Um, Yellow. Porsches sell inconsistently but bring premiums when they do. So he's got uh, $2,849 more. They're crunching data of sales that I guess exist, right? But here's what I think is going on. And then look at at the little pyramid up here, okay? So you've got yellow, red, and uh, it appears to be silver and orange all above the median line there. So, as you get above it, it goes up in and value. And blue is below? 10, 11, uh, 1100, 16 to 28, right? That's all adding value on these sales and this data. Then going down, affecting value negatively, blues, blacks, and greens. Now, makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense, right? So, what I think, you know, and maybe I'm being unfair to this gentleman by uh, he talks later about sell through rates, but, but, what I think is happening here is condition is not really being taken <laughs> into the, to consideration, right? Well, one perfect yellow seventy three nine eleven RS is going to completely screw up your values, right? Right, of course, because yellow, as far as I know, is one of the least desirable Porsche colors that I know of. It's just not a car. I mean, if you, I mean, well, maybe fly. Do they even have a fly yellow? Yeah. They have a bright yellow. They
1: have speed. Speed. speed
0: yellow, great. So many of the other yellows are not good, and the softer pastel yellows are not good. The most desire – I mean, in fact, we've been talking about this nonstop because of this Lotus. Green is on fi- – greens like this. They sell like that. They're so fast. And now uh, – the data. He, but
1: that's a weird data point. And, he's and talking – well, there are two data points. Okay, One is what, the
0: sell-through rate. Let me just finish. One's the sell-through rate, which is a little – which is actually more in line with what we're talking about. As far as sell-through rate being a car that's up for sale that then sells, like up the top there, the safer colors, the blues, the silvers, are up high, followed by the oranges and the greens, followed by the blacks and the reds, then the, the whites and the yellows. <laughs> I'd also have to say you'd have to with nine 11s you'd have to break it down by generation too,
1: because the color palette skews in different time periods.
0: Yes. This, the, all, all of this data doesn't make sense. And maybe I have to have John on to kind of explain it to me. But um, he's got it also then listed by years. So uh, let's see. How sell-through rate by color has varied over time. The progression shows a massive increase in online sales over time as well as the dip in the sell-through in 2016 when the bubble in the air-cooled Porsche market started to burst. So 2013, up the top, yellow. At the bottom, least desirable, orange. I don't believe that for a second. Up the top in 2014, green, followed by yellow, and down at the bottom, blue. Yes, nobody wants blue cars. 2015, green and red at the top, black and yellow at the bottom. Do you see how arbitrary this feels? Yes. Um, 2016, yeah, uh, yellow, I mean, green and orange at the top, yellow at the bottom, blues in the back, and then 2018, silver, and then orange at the bottom, what, and then 2020, blue at the top, yellow at the bottom, okay, I'm so confused by all of these charts, um, and I wonder, maybe I got it wrong, or maybe, you know, maybe Haggard, he's got to stick to what they do best. <laughs> and, uh, and you know I've noticed they're trying to get into the uh, they're trying to become a thing right mm-hmm. they want to become a destination uh, for content and all th- other things and uh, I don't know I-, I don't know if I buy that brand right yeah not at all I don't know some interesting stuff uh, before I go I want to talk about uh, Crown of Caliber my friends uh, and this uh, Omega Ultraman look at this Suckerman. what do you think of this watch it's been a while since we talked about the loaners I take out, but since today, we're going to skip the guest, uh, which I'm sure is going to make everyone happy. Um, why don't we
1: Why don't we get loaners and send back phonies?
0: What? We'll get the loaners, and then we'll send back fake versions. You want to you actually plan this on the air? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> do you like this watch? Yes, I, I love do this very watch. much. It's a real... I've been looking at it while we've been podcasting. It's it very is, cool. It uh, is... The Omega Speedmaster Ultraman, and it's got a NATO strap that's black with an orange stripe. So it's, it looks like the dials on both these cars that we started off the show with today, the 87 and the 82. Yes. And let me tell you something. You like it when you're driving and you look at the, your hands up on the wheel and you see the instrument dials matching your watch. You go, all right, I am accomplishing something that is absolutely nothing. <laughs> This is exactly the type of stupid crap that we all like, and you will enjoy it. It's good. And uh, when I talked to Jonathan at Chronic Caliber, I said, you know, because I had that weird uh, 37 time zone timer last time, and I didn't really connect to that watch. I thought it was cool, but it's just not what I like. Um, I said, what about this little Ultraman here? I know it's not an expensive watch, but it's it, it looks good. I don't even know what it is. Um, and he said, yeah, uh, you know, told me all about it. You know, it's based on, did you ever watch Ultraman? Yeah. You did? Yeah. So you know what it, Ultraman was. I never watched it. I watched a bunch this week, and but, uh, it's a it's a it's Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. Live action, uh, superheroy. Uh, I, I, it's it's they have them all dubbed in English on YouTube. I still don't quite know how this watch relates to that, <laughs> but I think here's what I think. Um, in '68, they had an Ultraman. Speedmaster Edition, which is they took the second hand and they changed it from white to orange in honor of Ultraman. And I'm not sure why, but maybe it was just the Japanese market, right? And then um, these guys who are not unlike Hodinkee, Fratello Watches, been going to their sites for a while. I thought they were this kind of a a vintage watch seller. They've really kind of pivoted into and, you know, I'm not sure I have this right, but I think they're the European version of Hodinkee. They have editors now. They're making content. They've got watches. They're dealers for watches. It's an interesting place. They're the guys who invented Speedy Tuesday. Really? Yes. They're and the what ones. what is Speedy Tuesday? Speedy Tuesday is you take a picture of your Omega Speedmaster, which your friends at, uh, uh, at uh, Hodinkee said, every, every man should own a Speedmaster, which I agree with. And you take a picture of it and you post it on Instagram, right? So... Somewhere here is this story. These guys this one of the guys I, I don't know where he posted it uh a picture of his Speedmaster is way back in the early two thousand ten era or something on Facebook and just called it Speedy Tuesday and it just instantly <laughs> resonated with everybody. It's one of those things. It's like his greatest work, mm. right? His greatest work is Speedy Tuesday. So now flash forward to a special watch with Omega, and I guess they were consulting with these guys for, for doing something. They said, let's bring back the Ultraman. Let's do an Ultraman for Speedy Tuesday. Now, on this watch, on the buckle, it says, Speedy hashtag Speedy Tuesday. Wow. Isn't that cool? Very. And then it says uh, Omega on it, and it's got a, a cool uh, uh, little deal. And uh, I would I really like this watch. One thing I've noticed about these new Speedmaster, or this one, maybe I'm missing out. I have, Mine is from the 90s. This is really light. It's mm. super, super light. The, uh, the indices are all kind of, uh, they're creamy loomed. They made it look vintage. Indices. Creamy. 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 Oh. Oh. oh, give Swiggins. me your creamy looms. <laughs> give them the to me. The peach melba was so creamy, Swiggins. Yes. Swiggins, I had some creamy looms last night. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, Peabody? Ooh, you know, she came over. <laughs> my, uh, what do they call it? My, uh, what would he call his uh, his little, his uh, side piece? Yeah. <laughs> what would Swiggins' side piece be called? It's- he would have a name for it. He wouldn't say, it's my mistress. Or maybe he would. He you would th- say my mistress. My mistress Creamy Looms came over <laughs> <laughs> and showed me her indices and they were distressed and aged in a retro fashion. <laughs> <laughs> she had a <laughs> it was tropical dial. <laughs> she was <laughs> her face is a tropical dial. And so
1: is her bong hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it tells time the same way. <laughs> oh my god, the tropical dial face mistress of Swiggins and Peabody. I wonder if those guys didn't survive the pandemic, did they? Anyway, uh, I like this watch a lot, Suckerman, and it started me weirdly. It went the other way. I've started watching Ultraman on YouTube, which I sh- I highly recommend the English uh, dubs of 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 Ultraman because it makes you feel like a kid again. It's really great. Bad uh, lip sync. Um, all of the action is little plastic models in a bathtub. Um, and some real footage, of like maybe a speedboat flying to the scene. Um, these these uh, really good looking Japanese uh, actors standing on the shoreline talking, but it's not their voice. It's that delightful kind of uh, dubbing. And, uh, you know, the models, when I cut to the little models of the cars or or the robots fighting, it's just clearly guys like me and you, like I'm Ultraman and you're a guy in a Godzilla outfit and we're kicking each other. It's really, there's something really nice about it and warm and nostalgic about it. When, you know, a simpler time, uh, for television and, uh, And, you know, it's nice. I've been enjoying. And then weirdly, this watch, the Ultraman, the Omega Ultraman, which I still don't understand the correlation between that stupid show and this watch. Has improved my life. And they're going to find you on your front lawn doing karate moves. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to make a show like that. It's like Clutch Cargo. Remember Clutch Cargo? When no. I, they would block out the mouth, and they put human. It was like a, a, an animated face, but the real human mouth talking in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm Clutch clutch. It was great. I I liked all those TV shows, and Ultraman is really great. I'm thinking about keeping the Ultraman. I like the Ultraman now. It, Do you remember the Quiznos rats with the little cutout mouse? The little yeah, rats. Yeah, that's and, Clutch Cargo. Yes, that's, that's why they did all that stuff. Yep. But no one's done a show like this. I guess the guys from uh, South Park maybe did something close to that. Um, but when you watch, if you if you go on a YouTube, Zuckerman, look up the uh, best best Ultraman fights, the top five fights. And you're going to see just guys in goofy costumes kicking each other and it will make you laugh. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It's good stuff. And then, you know, I watched one where these, uh, you know, some alien ship, they were like, don't land the alien craft in the middle of the lake. Well, I have to. That's what they said to do. And then you see <laughs> then you see the, this little model, and it's a really cool spaceship model, land in the lake and float there. And, you, and and I don't know. It it was the same thing as looking at the beautiful die-cast Porsche models. I was like, that's a really cool... Do the
1: dialogue again? No, I'm not going to do the dialogue. <laughs> the nope, model
0: I don't want woke wheels to come after me. I'm not going to do the dialogue, but... I'll do more Swiggins and Peabody if that's all right. (laughs) Anyway, um, thank you, Chrono Caliber, for sending that watch. It's a good one. Um, It kind of reawakened my love of watches. I was kind of getting a little, I don't know, ambivalent, a little indifferent. And uh, it, it, it improved my life. It made it fun and now I think of Ultraman and eighties nine eleven instrument dials when I wear this watch. Next time you see Bob
1: Iger walking by get run out and fight with him like Ultraman.
0: I am Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not gonna do that, Zuckerman. I want to work. <laughs> you don't mess with the most powerful people in Hollywood. You just don't do it. Anyway, we've had a good show today, Zuckerman different kind of show just me and you just chatting with our friends who are listening um it's a tough time for everybody uh but we want you to hang in there we hope uh you tell me you with our shows bringing you a little bit of joy every week which is nice uh let's hope zuckerman doesn't die and <laughs> he doesn't get you don't look like here's the thing i've learned about COVID. all right and i'm obviously not anybody who knows anything about medicine but the people I know who have gotten this thing, it, it ain't subtle, and it comes on pretty damn quick. So I don't look like I'm dying? Y- you'll know in a couple hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. And your biggest your biggest risk is that office, so you got to yeah. be careful there, but, the, oh, but it's not subtle, Zuckerman. And I relate to what you're saying, because my kids feel this every once in a while. I was in that mood. Everybody I talked to, in the middle of the night, you feel a chest pain. You're like, shit, I've got it, and... So many Americans have it now. It's really horrible, but we're almost out of it, folks. Um, and again, the car, the car. Get in that car. Get out and drive. Roll down the windows. Listen to some. Uh, I'm going to the country. Go to who's that guy?
1: Oh my gosh! Do it. Do some more. Was I'm it?
0: going to the country. Listen to some of that guy. <laughs> Woodstock some, guy? Huh? Woodstock guy. Some Richie Havens, listen to some Richie Havens, listen to some Hendrix at Woodstock, some Santana, and uh, you will love and appreciate your car as it carries you. I think that was canned heat. Through this. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Could have been. You know who else I liked during the pandemic? Did you ever see the girls on Instagram who uh, roller skate? TikTok dancers, yes. No, they roller skate I've to seen music. i all that. That to me is such a cinematic, beautiful thing to watch while all of this madness happens around
1: us. I was, I was getting all of those into my feet, and all of a sudden, I'm getting these shuffle dancers,
0: these shuffle feet—like too much footwork. Yeah, yeah, I know those of, guys. Yeah, not that a, group not of weirdos.
1: A, yeah, man, girls, lots of you just girls. Just mute doing,
0: it. Just mute them all. Yeah, and they'll they'll bring the other stuff back. But get back to the skaters. Um, I wish I could remember this girl's name. They're down in San Diego. Yes, I've seen them. her.
1: Yes, yes. Eric and
0: I watch them all the time. There's just something about that movement and the tracking shot and the good song that just lets you. It's like it's going to carry us right through this madness right out the From other your side. your mouth to God's ears. As we uh, as we hit 2021 and the world gets better. What, do you, what was that? I'm gonna, I was going to show you the dancing girls. Uh, well, show me after we're done. That's our show this uh, this week. Uh, if there's anybody you wa- Oh man. I know. You're I'm like fats. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to say, if there's anybody you want to hear back from on our show, uh, any guests in the past, I, I'm going to invite Bruce Meyer back on. Nice. Um, you know, I didn't see Jay today. I'd like to have him back on when, uh, before his new season starts, but other, other guests that we've had on, you know, uh, it'd be nice to hear from you guys. Just DM me and let me know. And then I'll put them up into the roster. Uh, it's up to me I'll have everybody back on you know I'm very selective about who I let on the show and who I don't let on the show but if there's someone you feel like we're missing or we need to check in with maybe Rod Emery we have not heard from Rod in a while we have not heard from uh, our friends at Icon in a while Jonathan Ward you know let us know and we will ping them and get them on uh, probably via Zoom but uh, that way you get the show that you want that's all I got Suckerman. I'm talked out adios Adios, America. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.